Hello and welcome to another episode of 10,000 Hours. I'm Grant Spanier. And I'm Vince Kochi. And you are listening to episode 90. Vin, we are closing in on Hundo. I'm the triple digit and that'll be exciting. And I think we'll probably just quit after that, right? Hanging them up. <laughs> Do we hang uh, up the mics? No, we- I think we I think we have more than more than 10 more guests that we want to get to. So. Yeah, yeah, okay. But hopefully we'll have some sort of celebration. Yeah, we'll do a high five. It'll we'll be do a high five. We'll do a high five. A single at 100 high five. episodes. Maybe Can't we'll do 100 wait. high fives. That sounds like too many. Now. Gosh, I'm full of such good ideas. And I think that's why we do the podcast, just so we can get some of these ideas out. Ideas? Ideas. <laughs> I was hoping that like that would just spark a really good segue from you. And I, as I looked into your eyes, I, I could tell it wasn't going to come. It wasn't quite there. But you know what was a good idea? We had a kind of a first. We did have a first uh, in many ways in our recent episode with Michael Chena. It was the first time we were ever both in uh, our guest's studio space. On that's site. accurate. You're right. That's accurate because we had we did do a, a host of those um, when I was in Portland yep. back in the 20s. Uh, it was like the, not not the year, but uh, the episode numbers. But yeah, wow. I guess wow. We should high. F- Let's do a high five right now. Nice. Not bad, man. So uh, yeah, we were talking with Michael China, who is a really prolific artist, designer, typographer from Minneapolis. To me, he's sort of a glowing example of the city and the creative work that's coming out of here. The true potential that can be achieved out of the Midwest and out of Minneapolis. Dude's a beast. Dude's an absolute beast. His work is so cool. And he, what a sweetheart. He was just like a really nice guy. <laughs> One of the more genuine, thoughtful guests we've ever had. Totally. And we were talking about, in, uh, in a very Midwestern, industrious way, we were talking about hard work. Absolutely, and the lens with which you can view art and creative work through the other lens of it being hard work, and that the two aren't always or are rarely mutually exclusive. Yeah, fascinating conversation. And Vince, can I tell you something that makes work a little bit easier, especially when it comes to building websites? I'm listening. <laughs> a little, a little platform called Squarespace. Who is this week's sponsor of the show? We build our website on Squarespace. They make it quite easy uh, for you to build beautiful websites. Really excellent product. It's intuitive. It's wildly popular. It's widely used. And for good reason, not only is it easy, but it's, it creates a beautiful product. Yeah, and it's it's easy to build on, and it's easy for clients to use. It's easy for brands to use. Huge fan. And you can get think, 10% off. Your subscription. That's how many percents you can get off. And speaking of 10, our offer code is 10 H O U R S. Did I do it? Right. You did it right. 10,000 hours. An unorthodox approach where you combine the first two letters. It's kind of cool. I like it. And it's, I keep it interesting on the show, Vince. You sure do. So thank you to Squarespace, not only for the great product that you produce, but for your patronage. Thank you to Michael China for his time and his generosity in meeting with us and talking to us. Thank you, listeners, this week and every week for tuning in. I hope you enjoy episode 90, Hard Work. Are 
guys are gonna edit this down or no editing? It's just straight up. It's we pretty play wrong, it pretty man. loose. If anything goes horribly, disastrously wrong, okay. you're not contractually down right. or something. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Okay. Sweet, sweet Vince. Grant, my good friend. <coughs> and co-host. I feel like you're supposed to say and co-host. My good friend. That's like and co-host. The and former collaborator and future collaborator. Love it. Okay. Uh, Vinny, can you tell me... Well, actually, maybe first I should just say it's nice to see you in person. It's yeah. nice to see our guest in person. This is... And it's a rare treat. We are on location. Oof. We'll get to that in a minute. In a minute. So, Vinny, can you tell me what are you working on? What are you putting your time into right now? Uh, pretty busy right now, actually, at work. I'm actually playing hooky from the office right now. Don't listen to this. My employers, actually, they already know. Uh, but uh, I work at Yamamoto, as some of our listeners might know. And we are knees, knee deep, knees deep? Knees deep. I knees think they're deep both down there, in, I think. In the uh, Excel yeah, energy hold on. work. For yeah. a second, is, it, is the person who is proverbially, proverbially, prover- Vinny, help me here. Proverbially. Pro- it's tough. I think you It's not off. easy. Yeah. Proverbially. Proverbially, yes, you got it. We nailed it on the ninth or twelfth time. (laughs) We're professionals. Are they typically just with one knee deep into the work? See, I I would think not. That doesn't make. I think it's both. Well, so that's really busy for us, and uh, nice to take a little bit of a break from it. But I'll be going back in like an hour. Lovely, Grant. Can I ask you? Yeah, jamming away, man. We got uh, got a bunch of video stuff coming up, and got some travel coming up. Uh, most Where are you going this time? Uh, I think back to LA. So, Makes sense. away from the winter as it has returned. Yeah, that's We're looking out the window right now, it's snowing. We are in Minneapolis. It's April. Rough. <laughs> I have to say, it's it's sort of rare. Not rare, actually. That's that's way wrong. But it's interesting to see uh, an artist and especially someone who's working on like a global scale, I would say with um, bigger brands and bigger artists in Minneapolis. I think it's sort of common for people to escape from here. Although there's a fantastic creative community and I think there are a lot of merits to it. Fantastic and growing, but it is something we've talked about before on the show, the talent diaspora of Minneapolis and the Midwest in general. Mm -hmm. Certainly. And, here we are in his studio today. Uh, it's great, great to see him. We've been coordinating this one for a while. This has been the <laughs> the great the great fish that we've been chasing Call me through Ishmael. the ocean. <laughs> yeah, uh, but really awesome to be here in his studio. It's a lovely studio, a true working studio. Versus some of these, uh, I mean, I, what does Yamamoto look like, man? I bet it's, it's a lot. It's a little more sterile. Yeah. I have to say. I mean, we we are pretty laid back as an agency, but this is like something different. This is a workshop, certainly, certainly. And our guest today, Michael Chino. Yes. Did I say that right? You did. I did. Michael Chino, who, of many, many, many things, uh, typographer, designer, painter, artist, uh, and we are technically in what would be your business. As yeah. well, correct? Yes. Chino Associates? Yes. Lovely. Thank you so much for taking the time and for inviting us in. Great the to hospitality have you. Is, is too much. And perhaps I can do the honors this time. Could you tell us what are you putting your time into right now? What are you working on? Um, I'm working on a typeface for a big uh, shoe company. Um, I am working on uh, branding for. Um, I don't know how far I can go on this. I'm on NDA, but sure. it's. 
one of the biggest film cat, uh, catalogs in the best, actually, the best film catalog nice. um, ever assembled. And it is getting put onto the web in a different form. And I'm doing the branding for that through an agency. So a lot of the work that I do is under NDAs. And so I can't really talk about them a lot. Um, I, I can tell you what it is kind of, but I can't tell you for who. Sure. Um, yeah. And then uh, some couple record covers. And I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of other things. Working on a new uh, a new arts, like a print series. Cool. I've been painting a lot lately. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. And the records, th- is that through Ghostly? Through Ghostly Sweet. and... Um, a couple other labels, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, cool. we'll we'll show notes as much as we links. can. We I think won't. it's probably good context for people listening to check out the work. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot on your plate, or maybe a lot on your work table. The yes. one that we are uh, yes. using right now yes. for the mics. Um, and I don't think that's super surprising to either of us because, as two fans of yours uh, who have kind of tried to stay in touch with what you're doing, it seems like you're always doing a lot. And I think that's kind of at the crux of what we're talking about. Maybe not in such a general sense, but today we're discussing hard work. What does hard work mean? For sure. I mean, that's kind of at the core of a lot of our conversations maybe not necessarily specifically talking about hard work, but we do talk with people who are putting in their time in one facet or another. And so that's sort of something we're interested in. And it seems like just judging by the work you're doing and sort of the things you've said about it, that that's pretty core to your ethos as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you maybe just want to talk a little bit about about what that means to you maybe about doing the work when when i was younger i felt like working hard was waking up at you know 8 to 10 a.m and then working till like 4 or 5 a.m and i do that all the time and as i've gotten older i realized that it's not about how many hours you put in it's about how smart you are about the work and so when i'm here and that's why i like having a studio outside my house um is I'm here to work, you know, I'm not here to play around or surf on the internet. I'm, I'm, that's my number one goal. Um, I do have an office in my house, but I use that usually till after dinner until the kids are asleep. Then I start working again. Um, and I usually use that time for, um, projects that I enjoy that I can work on the, on, on the uh, computer and more creative projects. Yeah, well, probably a different layer of creative, yes, right? Yes, yeah, for exactly. Sure. I mean, do you draw a distinction between that maybe? And when you say creative, I, I kind of picture more like fine art or more things that are for you, personal projects? For me or or have a higher level of um, bandwidth for anything's possible. Okay, you know? sure. Makes yeah. sense. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that, I mean, I don't want to project onto the young people the young creatives of this country or the world. Sure. Uh, But I think it's something that a lot of us, when we're young, don't really get. There's sort of an almost romantic notion about burning the midnight oil. Absolutely. Overworking, pulling a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in in reality, that is not an effective or efficient way to be creative or to contribute to whatever project you're working on. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, we've talked about that. Even my transition from that, like, kind of, I mean, to a degree, it's, 
it's like martyrdom. You think you're a martyr, yeah. oh, and completely. it's mm. but it's sort of like it's not good. It's not it's not balance. It's not healthy, and and there are repercussions. I mean, a lot of repercussions. Uh, health and I think actually lack of ideas. Yeah, you know, I think like the more your brain isn't firing on all cylinders, the harder it is to come up with good work. And yeah, simply the quality of the work Completely. suffers for it. The harder, the more brute strength. It's like an athlete who is isn't stretching and training correctly. It's, they're just going for max reps, max yeah. weight, yeah. and pushing their body to the limit at all times. You're gonna lower your creative longevity yeah. because of it. And imagine working out all day. Every yeah, day. <laughs> it's not, yeah. I truly rest, cannot imagine. It. <laughs> I, I was I was telling, talking to someone yesterday. I was saying yeah. the best thing I think I've done for my work slash life, yeah. and they're more intertwined. I mean, they're very intertwined. That yeah. is, it seems like that's sort of core to you as well but yeah. uh, was just like doing doing yoga consistently the past yeah. year has like completely changed my like chemistry yeah. my physical chemistry which super helpful for my mental chemistry uh-huh. and thus the work yeah uh i mean not to not to make a yoga related play on words but balance yeah. is very important uh, in general <laughs> in our lives sure uh and yeah. working hard means making hard choices when it comes to work, I think, mm. such as when to stop working, when to store up energy yeah. and how to be more efficient. It's mm-hmm. really easy in a way to just brute force a project and yeah. stay up all night just hammering away on it. Yeah. What's maybe harder is to know how to be judicious about sure, partitioning your time. I'm, I'm question or I'm curious uh, for you at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking a lot of times about uh, potential projects or, you know, especially trying to do multiple things, where yeah. to put your energy. What does that system look like for you now? Oh, as far as, fi- you know, like, well, yeah, like deciding on what to do with that time. Yeah, that's something I've been really addressing lately. You know, that's something I've been thinking about a lot. And I'll be the first to tell you I'm the worst person at trying to get work. And, um, selling myself, I, um, from the Midwest and, yeah. <laughs> and from the Midwest, we kind of like, I, there's a different, it's a different type of attitude and in, in a way that people are here, or maybe it's just me, or maybe it's my personality. I think it definitely has to do with my personality as well. So I'm not going to totally blame sure. it on the, the Midwest, but I kind of like people to find out about my work and discover it and not like try and force myself on other people and my ideas and things like that. I'm kind of uh, just laid back like that. And plus I, I work a lot. So most of my time is spent into doing that work. And so when I'm here, I'm doing most of that on downtime. I'll go through an invoice and, and things like that, clean up, um, paint, Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I've been doing lately. I, I was working on a big branding project, I had a week break, I painted that whole week, nice. you know? And so it's just really like, I, I use a lot of, I use my gut to kind of lead me. Like if I'm not feeling like working, I won't come into work. I'll go record shopping or I'll go hang out with my son or something like that. So I use it. Uh, very differently and that's why I like working for myself is I like being able to come in at 6 o'clock in the morning or I like coming in at 11 at noon you know or or something like that so I it's important to me to have that freedom and I don't know some people really work well with schedules I don't yeah 
I mean, I think this is an interesting point and something I thought about as well, which is like the natural progression of a creative, ambitious person. Yeah. And I mean, I think may, I, I think it's clear you have at least the energy or the ambition in that yeah, way, right? Totally. So, but uh, it's the natural progression. Everyone tells you to scale up. You need to like yeah. the natural progression oh, would be yeah. for you to impl- hire a bunch of employees yes. and to sort of. But I've done that. Yeah. Okay. I have. I had a. I had a company with like six plus employees. You know, and I, that was not for me. Mm-hmm. So yes, that is the pressure to move forward. And I, and I still have that pressure. Sorry, okay. keep on going. I didn't mean no, to interrupt you. No, you didn't interrupt me. Yeah. You're great. Yeah. You're great. Well, so wait, why is it, why is that pressure there? I mean, it exists, but are you dancing with it or do you feel like you, you feel that? I've, I've danced with it before and I, I know where that leads. It leads to having to be a boss mm-hmm. and having to be a boss uh, requires a very good set of skills mm-hmm. to direct people you know, there's a lot of things that you need. Uh, you need business savvy, which I I can think I can tell people what to do, but I don't know if I know how to do all that stuff myself. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I try and know my limits and, and not take on more than I, I should be taking on. But yeah, I've been there and I don't know why people, people think that I, I've fought against it. I think like I... I look around and I see some of the things that people do and I scratch my head. Like I have friends that own small businesses and they're scaling up, but yet their life is just crumbling around them. And I think, well, maybe you could earn, you know, like 20%. Lower your hurdle instead of trying to jump higher. Exactly. I mean, that's, I will say though, I think there's something evolutionary about that in that humans and even the chemicals in our brains are designed to help to make us achieve and move forward and grow. And so it's like we get shots of dopamine when we check something off the list and start to scale that up. So I think it's, you're sort of fighting against your evolution in a lot of ways. Yeah, somewhat. Um, I hire people out too. So I'm not here all by myself all the time. Um, I work with a team of, you know, about 15 people Mm -hmm. that I pull from depending upon, you know, is it a typographic job? Is it a creative job? You know, like what type of work is it? Um, When I use creative, it's funny. Uh, Anyway. Um, Yeah, that that is interesting. I mean, that that word is sort of getting bastardized currently, it seems like. Yeah, maybe vagified in a way. And when I use it, I mean like like there's not a lot of limits on the project. Okay, yeah. And so like all the projects I work on are creative projects. But like when you're working on a branding project, yeah, sure, it's creative, but... There's objectives to be made and there's a lot of things, more constraints. you know, more constraints. And I love constraints. Don't get me wrong. I'm like the first person will tell you that I, I love constraints, but, um, not having any in setting your own is a different, you know, it's a different mm-hmm. set. Yeah. Of- I think that's something we, I think we can all agree on in a way. Every, every human task that involves problem solving of any kind is creative at its core yes but that's a semantic argument at that point Mm -hmm. creative different creative processes and creative projects mean different things to different people yes and to you it's a it's a limit of limitations there's fewer limitations you touched on something that i think is really interesting side to this conversation we're talking about working hard but i'm curious we've already kind of flirted with it but to you, what constitutes hard work? I think hmm. we sometimes as creatives have to toe the line between 
expanding our horizons and forcing ourselves out of our comfort zones mm -hmm. and staying in the slipstream, staying in the wheelhouse of things mm -hmm. that we're best at to do the best work. I'd like to see, because you mentioned that leadership and oversight are not really what you mm -hmm. come to the office to do. Yes. Uh, so I'm curious, what other things are like that for you? And where do you think that perfect balance lies for creatives? Could you, I'm sorry, could you, I kind of got lost there. Could well, you? I mean, I think even to, to jump on that yeah. a little bit is like you, you have a set of skills. And yeah. I think he's sort of just talking about about where do you like what does that balance look like for you in terms of expanding that skill set yeah. or or pushing okay. yourself in yeah, a yeah, different yeah, yeah. direction versus staying in your wheelhouse yeah. like for example yeah. you're great at typefaces yeah. like you're a typeface designer completely um it's oh gosh that's a really hard question to answer um i look at the 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 returns so like typefaces um i've been designing typefaces for about 20 years now and when i first started I didn't even know that was kind of a thing, you know, I mean, and then you slowly learn more about, oh, there are people that just design typefaces. There are programs that you use to design typefaces in. And so I, I spend, you know, years on, on sometimes a typeface and I make such a small amount. Mm -hmm. And I say, like, I have to sit back and say, what are the rate of returns on that? And it's and it's slow. It's it's slim to none. But to answer the question, I I um, gosh, I got lost again. I'm sorry. No, you're I was about you're good, to man. It. Um, I think it was about they're talking about the creative, um, when to expand on the creativity and when to stay in your wheelhouse. So like right now, I've been. I've been working on some album covers and I've been pushing myself really hard to, to I, I, I almost see it visually as like sticking my hand inside myself and pulling out like a bunch of shit before I can get to the good stuff. And so I've been really pushing myself and really hard on myself to try and come up with new looks and new feels. And I've also been doing that through painting. Mm -hmm. So there's these creative points where I I can feel it coming on and then there's times where it's just not there and so when I can feel it coming on I have to do the creative work or it starts eating me up inside mm -hmm. and I feel like um, when I am in a creative zone I get actually more it, it feeds on itself um, but when I'm not in that zone I I lose it and, and it withers away about um, Four something years ago, I had a lot of vacations. I was speaking and then I had like just a, a line of, of I was out of the office for about a series of a month and a half. Mm -hmm. And I came back just completely drained, actually. It wasn't like invigorated. I was on fire. I was like in the zone before I left and I came back and I was just dead. And it's taken me about, I mean, I've had, of course, some a lot of spikes here and there. Sure. But I feel like I'm starting to slowly get that back and i feel it so like right now i've been chasing after that dragon or whatever you want to call it and mm -hmm. just doing that but like when i'm working on branding i'm i know what the objectives are and i'm not trying to i am pushing myself still i'm still trying to do that and i'm still trying to you know i draw my own letters when i work on them i try not to use typefaces so i and when i work on on a project i'll create in one day 50 to 100 ideas. Mm -hmm. And I means like finish, drawing them out. Yeah. And so I really push myself as far as like 
um, how fast I work, my efficiency, and I push myself in a lot of ways of also learning my process, how I work and, and figuring out like when I'm stuck to stop and go somewhere else. And that's why I like bouncing around is when I'm stuck on something, I leave it. I cut it right, right away. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't try and work through them. I leave that for the next day. Cause what I've learned is my subconscious takes over and then the next day I can see it fresh. For sure. This is, it's in, this is super interesting. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of like, even when we talk about, we talk a lot about self-awareness and like mm-hmm. tapping into that. Mm-hmm. It, I will say it sounds like you sort of have some, and I mean this in a very positive way, especially for the work, but like some obsessive tendencies. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of the energy that, yeah. that some people are actually chasing, but I, th- I think it, I don't know if it can chemically be recreated necessarily in all people. Like yeah. I think some people just have more obsessive tendencies. I think I have some yeah. obsessive tendencies, yeah. but I do think maybe tapping into passion and finding passion and like keeping that invigorated yeah. is another way to do that. Yeah. Although I don't know if they'll fully get to, you know, the 50 to a hundred finished, you know, X or Y. Yeah. <laughs> I think when you're in love with something, you do it. I still love design. I still love art. And you can lose that love. I mean, like, you're not always just, like, passionately in love with something or someone. You know, like, there's times where you're just, like, just it's all you're you're 100 about it and then there's times where you're like well you know i may need a break and that's healthy i think mm-hmm. um for me to work on and be be going full bore all the time i think would be somewhat destructive yeah i mean that's interesting we when we're talking about like fueling and working through creative blocks i'm always reminded of like a a drill going deep into the earth. Yep. And maybe this is a little bit evocative. It's my writer in his showing perhaps. <laughs> but the decision when to, when you hit a piece of bedrock mm. to pull up and go around or to try to power through. Yep. And it's sounding to me a lot like you're really in the camp of, you know, if it's not coming naturally, the result isn't going to be good anyway and it's not going to be good for the drill. Yep. So pull up, go around, scout something out, try yep. to find something better. But that's only when I'm in the middle of a project. If when I'm starting, you have to, I mean, you have sure. to go through that first, yeah, totally. first cross. That is a, that's an important distinction. I, I, yeah. Yes. I was just going to say, I feel like that's where a lot of people get caught is, yeah. is yeah. like saying they want to follow the natural path. And at the very first, yeah. like, but then they have a, a million yeah. one inch deep holes. Like I do not do that. Yeah. Right, I do right. not do that. I like, yeah, I think I've, I've had a lot of people work for me and I, I see consistently people will, will research and they'll do this and they'll do that. And I'm like, no, yeah. you got to go. Like, wh- where's your where are your sketches? Yeah, and they're like, no, but I'm researching the ideas and the thoughts, and and I'm like, well, that's good for like thirty minutes, maybe. But let's go, you know. Let's mm-hmm. show me what your show me what your ideas are. You have to have some ideas. Like the first thing, like when I get a project, I always see it like a standing on top of a skyscraper and then just jumping off. And I don't know what it is. I'm not into extreme sports, and I'm not into all that <laughs> adrenaline stuff. Are you afraid of heights? At least, <laughs> yes, I am totally. But I just see it like that because it's the unknown. You're just diving, and you don't know where you're going. But that to me is the most exciting part of the project. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the number one thing is even with without knowing anything is I'll just start doing stuff. And then uh, sometimes I'll go back and say, ah, maybe I need to find out more Mm -hmm. because sometimes you, you get, sometimes it's, it's just what you're briefed on is enough to go. And sometimes it's absolutely not, but you have to know those, 
those distinctions, but I love to just get going and start working on ideas. I agreed. That's like, yeah. that's the game. It's yeah. way more efficient. We talk a lot about like gravity or I think about it in terms of gravity. Like mm. a draft to me gives the, a project or whatever the thing we're talking mm-hmm. about, at least some point of reference. Absolutely. Otherwise we're sitting here fucking talking Floating about, talking about, talking yeah. about, talking about the work. <laughs> like how I do it. Like my process is to write three things that it needs to achieve. No more, sometimes less. But definitely three things, and I write that at the top of the paper, and then I start sketching. You know, that's how I go. Wow. I mean, it's something that's really, really close to the whole reason that we do this show at all, is because we want to meet with people who think the same way, that we want to make things as makers. The the most important thing is making things, but it's also the hardest thing. I think it's something that I experience with myself and with a lot of people that I, I meet in the industry or trying to get into the various in- industries of communication and art. It's, it's really tempting to want it to be perfect and to want it to be right. Yeah. But it has to be at all first. I mean, Absolutely. And th- this is where a lot of people get twisted too, is especially as, as you're starting out in any field, it's like, looking for the answers, looking for, I want to get to X point or X point. But it's like the reality of it really is that the work is kind of the only thing. I mean, perhaps you're a testament to that thing, which is you're saying you're not very good at promoting yourself or doing these things, but like you've been busy for, it seems like your entire career, correct? You've done some really amazing stuff, but that's because work begets work begets work. Most of the time. Yes. But I do think that there's something to be said about um, who, you know, and your contacts and mm-hmm. and your friends and I think that I see a lot of people um, that have so much talent but they have no work mm-hmm. and it's it's frustrating for me I see that a lot and as in you mean from clients or like yeah client yeah. work and paid I mean they can they can do the most amazing work mm-hmm. but getting those projects are really difficult and then have then seeing them have to take projects that they they're really not using their skill sets at. So I feel lucky to, to not have had to look for work. I've, I've, I've actually just met with one client, which is target to try and get work. And, and I think that it was the main director at the time. And she just looked at me and just said, I have no idea why you're trying to work with us. And I was <laughs> like, Oh, well, as I want, you yeah. know, I want to work on exciting stuff and yeah. I want to work on good stuff. And I know you've got it. And, and it was kind of a weird meeting, but yeah, I mean, so, uh, I mean, yeah. it makes a lot of sense what you're saying though. Like we're talking about hard work. The work gets a little less hard when you have a, a team, multiple people to put hands yep. under the rock. Yeah. Um, and, there are there are very talented people that I know as well that haven't broken in because of any number of reasons. Yeah, uh, there's a lot. Yeah, I, and one of them I think is not is bad luck, right? Yeah, I think some some is that. I think some is just personalities too. You know? Yeah, I think certainly. Yeah, was it was were, are you hinting at a segue? I was suggesting. <laughs> wow, I was, unbelievable! Like, yeah, I know. It was I was coy. It was rarely. I coy. even looked over my shoulder just wow. a little bit at you. Unbelievable. Uh, this one won't be quite. I don't think quite as off-topic as our typical off-topic topic. Uh, we like to take a break every okay. week to yeah. talk about something that's kind of a, a, a not particularly germane, germane. I think is how germane. we say it. Yeah. Uh, to the conversation, uh, and this week we're talking about bad luck. 
Yeah. Uh, and I think it's something that's kind of a, a dichotomy or maybe it's a, a mirror image of hard work because yeah. work is something you can control. I mean, yeah. we all have predispositions and et cetera, et cetera, but you can work as hard as you can work. Absolutely. But sometimes things are outside of your sphere of influence. Yes. Have you ever had to deal with bad luck, Mr. China? There's a lot. I have a lot of opportunities in front of me. I have a lot of amazing offers yeah. and I have a lot of offers go away. Um, Facebook hired me to redesign their front page with their, their team uh, with, and they hired, what they did is they hired like seven other illustrators from around the world. Some of the best. And they put me in there, which I'm not an illustrator. I told them straight out, I don't know why you're hiring me. I'm not an illustrator. And they said, that's why we want you. Cause I'm guessing the branding and the art, blah, blah, blah. So I beat out, all the other illustrators, I made it uh, Chris Cox and um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg picked my work as well. Uh, it was going to go live. They were testing it. And then uh, I kind of went dead. So I called them back and said, what's going on? They said, well, we're thinking about changing it up. We're hiring some more people to work on it. And um, we have thought about it again. And we're thinking about having it as an artist residency kind of thing where it's going to be up there for only a year now. And, but we're going to credit you. And like, I just remember just like the only time besides like when I was younger and, and in the play, like my just brain melting down, oh. kind of just like thinking like my, my name is going to be on the front page of Facebook. I forget how many views it is a, a day it's something like i don't know i, mean, I want to say eight hundred thousand. oh it's more it's, than that yeah it's probably it's higher crazy more than that yeah. yeah i mean there's like i mean there are billions of users at this point completely right. so i just thought like front page facebook blah 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 the sign in you know like what is this going to do to my career an opportunity yeah. and completely and so it just the project went away though. yeah it never happened. And so it was one of those things where i don't know if it's bad luck i don't really believe in um like people just say hey, things happen for a reason. I kind of, I, I feel like, uh, I feel like that a little bit, but I don't know if I totally buy into that. Yeah. I don't, I, mm. I, 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 under, I think I consider like things happening for a reason more like I kind of make fun of, not make fun of people yeah. when they say that, but like those yeah. signs or like, yeah. I, the like, cliche way of saying yeah. it is, is a little, a little bit farcical. Yeah. I think there is a kernel of truth to it. Things happen because of reasons. Yeah, sure. But, but they yeah, don't happen yeah. because of maybe I, some yeah. sort and of predestined. And you can assign meaning to yeah. them, yeah. and you can create meaning in them. But. Of course. And I don't think, I, again, I was saying, I don't really believe in that. But I kind of also, like, you use it to just justify the fact that, you know, it, yeah. it maybe made my life a lot easier. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it didn't. I don't uh, know. I mean, yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's about... That's your ability yeah. to take control of a bad luck situation, the way you frame it, the way you react to it. I mean, dude, that is the ultimate opportunity in a lot of ways, I feel like, of human existence is to choose in some ways how to react to circumstances. Completely. It's like, Absolutely. I mean, that's a, maybe a yoga practice too. Like that's like, oof. That, it feels uh, good yeah. to sort of just be like, oh, I do control my destiny mm -hmm. in a way, and it might not look like what I expect it to, Completely. but I can kind of move on, and I, I can let go of this if I want to. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have two. I have one less cynical point and one more cynical point, just to Classic. briefly touch on. Please. Uh, I think at, at a certain point, like we, sh we should and we can all be positive, even when we're facing things that's are sort of outside yeah. of our circumstances. Yeah. But sometimes it's important to remember that sometimes the most positive thing you can do is just 
for a second at least weighed in the yeah. in the unhappiness yeah, oh, that absolutely. you got unlucky and it will happen yeah. to, to everyone it does happen to everyone yeah. every day yeah the more cynical point though i would make is that certain individuals bad luck seems to follow them and sometimes you need to look in the mirror and realize yeah. that as cliche as the adage is you do make your own luck to an extent Oh, I, absolutely. That's a very, very real thing. I mean, like the energy that you're putting out and again, how you're choosing to react to things mm-hmm. and how you're like, I mean, even just let, let's just say like, if you have really good relationships with people, yeah. I think like that's one thing that if you have bad luck, you have like a support system and like you have ways of coping with that or of responding to it. But if you're a negative person, maybe your relationships aren't as strong and then. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I agree. I agree with that. It can, I, it can have a snowball. I'm actually just kind of remembering thing. this now. I was on a plane two days ago, and I was reading the screenplay for Interstellar, and I was, I was bawling, by the way. The, act, the third act is fantastic. But uh, it was re- there's a really interesting point in there where it's like, the do- have you seen Interstellar? Yes. Oh, you? Yeah. Okay, spoiler alert. Uh, the, well, not even really. The daughter's named Murph, after Murphy's Law, uh-huh. which is classically misconstrued as like, what uh, what bad thing can happen will happen. But really, it's, what can happen will happen. It's every yeah. possibility yeah. is what will happen. Yeah. And so it's like accepting that I think is really freeing. It's, yeah. it's not that bad luck is yeah. chasing you. It's that everything it's that is all chasing, luck is chasing you. Chasing yeah, you. Embracing the chaos of and the universe. Completely. And it's what you focus on. You know, I try, I'm an, I'm actually a pessimist uh, by heart. I try and look at the, <laughs> the thing, but I'm also like, I'm also a realist too, you know, like where I understand, I feel like I, I try and see it for what it is, but I really force myself to look at the positive things because I think like it's, it's part of the picture too, you know, like, sure. I lost, uh, I've lost, uh, a lot of great opportunities, you know, but that's, I think that's what happens. Yeah. You give a lot of, everybody gets really great opportunities that dangle in front of their face for a little bit and then they go away. But I have a lot of great opportunities that I get too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's just, it's just how you look at it. Absolutely. I think it, it kind of speaks to kind of pull us back in to the, the two parts of the, of the phrase hard work. The one being that, it it's work it's something you're doing it's something you're accomplishing there is a note of optimism to that yeah. but the the realist side of the coin the the side that you need to be able to get through the hard stuff is that it's hard and yeah. that yeah. hard doesn't always just mean amount of hours it means yeah. being able to dodge potholes and it means hitting those potholes and being able to keep going afterwards absolutely absolutely totally i think it's also as we're sort of transferring into the next, like last stage of this, um, I'm a little bit curious. A lot of what we're talking about is energy resources, mm-hmm. hours, like there's mm-hmm. hours, there's money, but a lot of it is sort of talking about like, what, I guess, what are you chasing? Right? So when I think about you and denying the classic scaling up model mm-hmm. and tapping into the work and doing that mm-hmm. stuff, where do you stand with that? What's your relationship like with that idea or with maybe even like, like maybe an interesting jumping off point would be your invoices. Are your invoices still, I mean, I've seen the, like the money quotes. Absolutely. Yeah. What's your relationship like with all these resources, with the hard work? Such as far, I mean, like, sorry, I I just like answering. Um, Exactly. So can we back up? I mean, like my invoices. So first of all, my invoices have quotes about money (laughs) is and and I, um, 
talk about how money isn't important, about how the work is more important and about how um, freedom and different things about different things about like it's not about the money. It's about the creativity and different things that it is about. And so when I invoice people, usually they write back right away like, oh, my gosh, this is the best thing. And I try and actually tailor tailor fit sometimes for the actual project, you know, things that I think about and I'll do I'll think about it. I'll do research on it. And then I'll change up the quotes. Yeah. So I have like, but I have mainly like four, six quotes that I use um, that I interchange. But like for me, it's not about the money. It's about like really doing the, the best work I can. I don't care about anything else except for doing the best I can unless times are slow and then I get uh, a little bit more quote unquote desperate and I will take on projects that um, may pay better, but have less creative um, opportunities. And so I think everybody does that to a certain extent. Uh, I only show about five, 10% of the work I do, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and I do so many things like I've done websites that nobody knows about. I have like every time you watch cable television, you will see something I've worked on. Uh, there's absolutely there's no chance that you do, have not seen a logo yeah. that I've done, and I you don't know because I can't say that I've done it, and and I'm fine with that. But I think at a point I have to go like I'm doing all this work for these big agencies on multi million dollar projects maybe I should be getting that stuff for myself. And so that's where I'm at right now is like figuring out how to do that. And you have to do that with a team. I can't go out and be the account person, the person who gets the work that I can't do all those. And so I've been talking to like reps and things like that. And I don't know, I have mixed feelings on that. Um, So I'm trying to solve that problem right now. You know, because I can do the work and I have a team of friends that actually do. I think between the three of us, we do like mm, a large percentage of the work that you see yeah. on, on on television. Super interesting. I th- So that was fantastic because I think this is such a good reminder for people on several levels, which is where the priorities are, yeah. what, what money enables and, and yeah. really what you kind of should be chasing to a degree. Yeah. I'm not going to prescribe that, but... If, if, if you want to be creative, if that's like your yeah. ambition, yeah. keep that in mind. But then also remember that money does allow for space for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And so you being Absolutely. smart about that is, is yeah. really good. But then also to see, I mean, yeah. you, you have so much really fucking great work and I'm not fanboying here, but it's just like, that's reality. You can yeah. look at that almost objectively, but you're still in turmoil about your next steps and about your evolution. I think yeah. that's really valuable. So it's, it's, I mean, what is this, but like constant work this is work this is work is not a yeah work isn't something outside of something that you try to accomplish it's part of doing hard work is just an everyday pursuit in a lot of ways i think well to back up and kind of give you the history of how i got there is when i started out i started out on the internet in 96 i was one of the first designers with a website online and uh yeah and it was a free platform to publish your work with no restrictions. That is unheard of. Like everybody takes that for granted. You had to pay thousands of thousands of dollars to get your work printed up. There was no other way. Mm. You know what I mean? And so I was able to see that opportunity and say, I can do this work. 
put it out for free and that's how I got a lot of my early work. So when I started a company called We Work For Them, I said, our, and it was when all the other agencies were crashing, said 50% uh, personal work, 50% client work. That's how we worked it. Um, yeah. So, and that's how I've lived to that still to this day, but like I've had to reinvent my work so much and it's hard to really be original and reinvent that's it's easy to jump on styles and i've tried to not do that i've tried to really stay away from styles Mm -hmm. and to do that is very taxing and it's very difficult and then to see people rip off that work guts you yeah you know it really is tough and and so those are some of the things i battle with you know and 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 uh, i think i'm past that little, this little, last little hurdle, but you know, you, you just have to know yourself and know what can put you down and what can bring you up. And for me, it's just being in that moment and creating new original work and searching and chasing that dragon, whatever the word is. I don't yeah, know, yeah, just, yeah. I mean, dragon is good. I kind sure. of like it's heroic. It feels like it's it's magical. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My 100%. son, my son watches Ninjago, so he's got good taste. Um, well, I mean, let me start by thanking you for a really generous answer and for being generous with your time and for my pleasure the and for opening up and talking about some of the the harder parts of doing hard work yeah. and it, you know that's not always the sexiest conversation to have but i think it's at least for me been really illuminating um but we we are going to ask more of you we're going to ask you to answer two quick couple more simple questions, questions for right. us uh they're real they're real easy first things first uh how can your listeners support you how can our listeners support you? How can your listeners support us? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, gosh, I think really just by, and it sounds, just absolutely makes me cringe to say this, <laughs> but to follow me on Instagram and Twitter and just yeah. and be engaged. Yeah, I love yeah. the that yeah. engagement. Like there's people from Australia that I engage with regularly and i'm become friends with like yeah. that and i think it's just it just takes that kind heart and that that interest so for me it's that but also like buying prints or something like that helps mm-hmm. me out too it it sounds funny but yeah i hate saying this but like so many people see my career as you know like just working with these big companies but you know there's years and there's months that i don't have any work yeah and I could, you, you know, anything yeah. helps. Yeah. Totally. I mean, this, this is the sunny side of the internet is yeah. what you're talking about. Let's stay on that. And also, I mean, to pitch you a little bit, like yeah. your stuff is super dope. And I think you're Thank a you. good follow. And I think yes. the art you make yeah. is really, really awesome. And it is generous in that it's like sort of soul bearing in a lot of ways, it seems. I, yeah, I try. Yeah. yeah. And if you have fans out there and I know, and we both know that you do have lots of them, they should be, yes. they should look into ways to support yeah, you. Yeah, man, there's like, this, it's so easy to engaged. see the perception, the perception of like, yeah. oh, that look, this, this brand is on that person's side they must be balling but it, yeah. the reality is like still an artist even if there's commercial art there it yeah. does not mean anything. absolutely not oh i thought i turned off my phone i'm sorry no worries man yeah i think that um so many people like just because you work with a certain company and it i don't want to go deeper into that but it's just there's a lot of illusions out there and people like often think that I'm sorry, I wish, that's okay. Okay. but I wish, we're just, no, we'll just keep going. That's okay. fine. Yeah, yeah. We'll so I think like, you know, 
yeah, sorry, that threw me off. Oh, that's all right. We're good, man. But that was, I mean, that was a great answer, and that wasn't cringe-worthy we'll at all. Out, yeah, we'll, we'll show notes we'll some put links those in the notes, there. and yeah, we both. I, I, I like your Instagram, and I'm sure Grant does as well. So yes, I do. That's just good. Great Instagram. <laughs> uh, we've got one more question for you though, and that is, if you could, um, yeah. if you'd like our listeners to take one thing away from your time on the show, what would you want that to be? I think it would be just to have compassion for other people and to to really um, invest yourself in other people's lives and um, yeah I mean I just see a lot of weird things going on right now and I think that's what's been really bothering me and I, there's a lot of things that I think about and and but I think like for me that's what I'm trying to do so that's what I would challenge other people to do I mean I think that's super on point and that's we're talking a lot about like creative stuff and design and all these things that are kind of sort of removed from other things that are a little bit more concrete (laughs) and real but but I think there are parallels in that by just getting engaged being engaged in your work is also something that helps you get engaged in other parts of your life Mm -hmm. and living present and engaged is really helpful for all people around you and yourself and and vice versa right being engaged with others makes being engaged with the work easier and that makes hard work easier um absolutely thanks so much for your time super generous and for your work and perhaps you could sign us off so this is this is very apropos to the topic of hard work which is hard work is sort of undermined a a lot of times by not finishing it and we like to ship it and so we leave our listeners with a little ship it two words pretty prescriptive so if you could if you could say ship it for us that would uh, make our day ship it